0: I know right it's so good <laughs> that was fear of the dawn from jack white that's the title track of his new album that just came out this month last month april 8th uh, i've had some time to sit with it uh for the last few weeks man i'm just totally blown away by the whole album i wanted to talk to John Rosales from Holy Dead Trio. It's about time we've had him back on the show again. I know he himself is a Jack White enthusiast. We were even played in a, had a short stint in a White Stripes cover band down in Corpus Christi, Texas, nearly 10 years ago at this point. But always love to have him on the show and hear what's going on in the Holy Dead Trio, and just really wanted to discuss this album with somebody um, <clears throat> because it's just Jack White's solo releases have been progressing into the unknown ever since he dropped his first one, Blunderbuss. Uh, I mean, that was almost ten years ago. Now it's about the same time we were jamming in that White Stripes cover band. We were called Hello Operator, but yeah, Blunderbuss, um, Lazaretto got even more, you know, on the psychedelic realm, and then his most recent album before this one, Border House Reach, or Boarding House Reach, was just fucking bizarre. I loved it. I didn't know what to think of it at first, you know, after three or four listens, I got the picture, um, and so that's kind of what i was expecting with this new album and that's exactly what we got let's get into the episode this is john rosales from the band holy death trio out of austin texas long-term friend of mine uh let's get into it
1: yo what's up dude
0: hey we're good to go now man sorry about that
1: okay. i couldn't tell it was me I was connected to the wi-fi and sometimes it fucks up
0: no, you're good, man. We're all good over here. It's this fucking, it's this iPhone, man. The way it doesn't have a fucking auxiliary jack in it anymore, really fucking me over. Yeah, that's one right
1: now. I couldn't find my headphones, and it's like, goddamn it. All right, like, you know, sound the way it sounds. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's fucking just another way Apple's keeping us down. No. <laughs> I'm actually right. fucking about to buy a MacBook, dude. Oh fuck yeah! Um, you
1: should. I don't want to say you should, but those Mac Studios are really badass, the new ones that they made. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like the Mac Mini, but they're all like super upgraded. I'm trying to get me one of those.
0: I'll have to look into that, man. I haven't really checked into it yet, but I have made the decision that it's going to happen soon.
1: (laughs) Oh, fuck it. What's cool about a MacBook, because that's what I use... Uh, I mean, you can take it obviously anywhere and work on it at any point in any place, uh, but it does has a, has a little bit of limitations as far as like you're looking at the tiny screen, right? I just it's it's way nicer to have a monitor to fucking see everything on. But
0: yeah, no doubt for sure, <laughs>
1: for mm-hmm.
0: sure. So what's up, buddy? How have you been?
1: Um, dude. I mean, I've been good. It's just right now I'm in the middle of moving. So what I've noticed with my life it's like when all my shit's unorganized fucking everything is unorganized like everything but uh, I move in tomorrow to my new place and then finally like I just been waiting for this day because I've been in like a tiny apartment sharing it with my girlfriend so like there's just no space to work on my like any of my projects so now finally moving into a house in Austin on the east side in a really badass spot so I'm like Man, finally, I've been waiting for this moment for forever. That's
0: awesome. Congratulations, man. I'm happy for you.
1: Yeah. So, if if we would have this conversation in one week, I'd be like, dude, life is shit. Life is amazing. (laughs) Right now, I've just got everything in boxes. So, it's like, that's good. Like, I can see, I can see the future, man. I can see how clearly things are going to be, you know, just being organized for me is like, that is everything. If I'm not organized, fucking everything you know falls apart
0: yeah i hate clutter too man i feel like everything's gotta be nice and neat that way i could think right and then once you get everything like decluttered that's when you can like take the pen to the paper man write down some goals get some plans going on and that's how you fucking live your life
1: oh for sure man i i really enjoyed when i was seeing the you build your own studio and all that like in your backyard Yeah, well, it's like like you're saying, man,
0: I don't have enough space to to work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, you find, like, even though your house gets bigger, you just have more shit. So, really just trying to find a spot to, like, you know, be isolated a little bit, a little secluded, and kind of work on shit. Which is Mm -hmm. another weird thing that I've noticed... Now when I'm getting older and my kids are getting older, I realize, like, man, I really do seclude myself a lot to try and work on this music and practice. and Because that takes a certain amount of isolation. And at, at this point, it's like, man, do I really want to go put lock myself up in the room and, and practice this shit? Or do I want to just, like, go on a walk around the block with my kids, you know? so
1: Damn. yeah yeah the walk is nice too man
0: i never realized like how much you actually have to like seclude yourself and shit and it, it just occurred to me i have recently yeah.
1: what i'm noticing is like i work on a lot of like video projects with a lot of like really you know high level investor you know just badass fucking millionaire people right And they all do the same shit and for them it's like you got to be waking up at like seven six 6 in the morning, you know, get to have more time to work on your projects, especially if you have a family. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like I don't. It's like, damn. I mean, like, you get so much more work time waking up earlier. Like, today, I missed my alarm. So, I woke up at 11. I was like, oh, my God. What the fuck? But I was like, all right, you know what? I need the rest. Like, it's all good. But that productivity, man, of waking up earlier, because sometimes I'll be working on a project, and then I look outside and I'm like, oh, shit, the sun's going down. It's like, damn, I just stayed inside all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, writing the song or working on this video. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like yes. taking those walks, man. That's, I look forward to those days, man.
0: You got to balance it. I heard this. Uh, the statistic is something like if you wake up an hour earlier every day for the year, you end up with like an extra week or something like that.
1: Damn, yeah. I could see that.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, a
1: whole week of work time man gotta
0: be nice. <laughs> yeah I know Todd Severin man he he gets up at fucking some crazy hour of the night and does like ripple work before he goes in to uh, work on people's eyeballs
1: yeah it's crazy man uh, yeah I'll get really early messages from him sometimes or emails and I'm like yeah dude fuck yeah thank you he's man. always on top of it anytime I, I you know I ask for something like bam he's on it he puts it on his list he knocks it out it's like, damn man I need to learn from that guy
0: Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of workaholics, man, the, the reason I wanted to have you on today is to chat a little bit about Jack White and his new album and stuff. I uh I know I shot shot you the link last week sometime for you to check it out, man. What are your what are your first thoughts on this shit? Dude, because it's it's like way left field of a lot of stuff he's put out in the past.
1: Um so he hasn't released anything since 2012, right?
0: I know, I think he did that album, um, Border House Reach, and that was kind of like, that one kind of flew under the radar, but he had a lot of weird, uh, of kind of the same electronic breakbeat yeah. sort of elements, you know?
1: Yeah, well, what I liked from hearing this was his use of effects always, you know? If anybody thinks of Jack White, for me, it's like the crazy sounds he gets, especially when he plays a solo, and like, you hear his guitar and you know it's him. Like, you... And, and, you know, obviously he's no, like, Van Halen or or no Randy Rhodes or any of that shit, but just his style and his solos are, like, they're so unique. You know it's him. So that number one thing that got me on this album was, like, his new use of effects. I heard new sounds that he did on his guitar that I've never even heard before that I wouldn't even know. I don't know how he does that like is he just experimenting with a bunch of different effects or does some like producer bring it to him and he use it? you know that's what do you think of the of the effects he had?
0: I know dude, I watched him play uh Saturday night live there like right when the pandemic was really heating up and he did some crazy shit when he stepped on his pedal and I heard some of that on the album and it just sounds to me like um you know you can take those delay pedals and kind of fuck with the pattern that it so it goes ding, 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 ding. oh yeah, yeah the it, oscillation it, or whatever yeah 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 it sounds yeah. like he's got that like on a volume swell dude so that when he fucking swelled up it was like and he just right into his solo and it was fucking nuts man and yeah it, to me it sounds like I heard him say once in an interview a while back that he had been like going to Coachella a lot. He liked like Kanye West the way that he fucking really plays out to this huge festival, and so his music to me now sounds like kind of like festival like arena <laughs> music, you know. And I know Kanye West said that he has got th- that kind of style from touring with U two. So as crazy that as that is. John uh Jack White kind of got some of his new shit from you (laughs) two. I was kind of connecting all the dots, you know.
1: I don't know if this is hundred percent true, but what I heard is when like Tam and Paula started doing their crazy lasers and shit on stage, that you know, guys like Kanye and I wanna say um Travis Scott saw that and found out who was doing that kind of crazy psychedelic lighting. And then took that shit to a whole another level on their performances and on their stage setup. So like I know there's a lot of truth to that, them seeing each other at festivals and be like, Whoa. You know, it's a completely different genre, but they're like, wait, I can use that in my music.
2: Uh, So
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And also I noticed how his songs it's like it's almost like they're playing their song, right? And then there's a DJ that's fucking with the song, you know, throughout the Mm -hmm. like I heard uh, Josh Homme talk about this when they were making that last album with Mark Ronson, uh, who does, he works with more like fucking.
1: Yeah, like Lady Cyrus. Yeah, Lady
0: Gaga and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, he was saying it's cool for him to like take the whole mix, like if it wasn't a DJ set where you can kind of splice shit together, mix stuff together. And I could tell that there's some stuff, there's some of that going on in in, uh, Jack White's new album too. Just oh, like,
2: for sure. They
0: kind of go I, go into those break beats and shit, man. It's really cool. I could just imagine being at like Coachella or something and seeing this shit.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell the difference between like when one song ended and one song started. Like one thing that got me was like I looked at this. We were all it was already on song four, and I thought that only one song went by. <laughs> they just blended together so well, so. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that he has a producer in there. He's like, you know what? Watch, watch this. Like, we'll just chop this here, throw it at the end. No one's gonna know. Now it's two songs, right?
0: Right. Uh, Yeah, and they did have some reprise in there, or like some recurrent themes coming back later on throughout the album. Yeah, it's just really fascinating. He's really pushing the genre, man. I'm always blown. I'm always very uh, surprised by his new material and just really impressed and blown away.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to call it, because um, you know, at first you would call kind of white stripes that like garage rock or, you know, borderline some punky blues. Right now it's like on the verge of, I don't know how radio friendly it is. I don't really, you know what I mean. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know what to call it.
0: They uh, they got into some like uh, reggae sort of dub kind of themes too that are in there. Uh yeah. and I know that they were exploring that kind of stuff with the dead weather and shit. They got some songs that are kind of have that sort of dub kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, the snare drum was one thing that really got me. Yeah. And uh I was just thinking, what the fuck? Like I would never if I was mixing an album, I would never put the snare like that. It was just so ringy and just like um like the way it hit, it was like Pah! like there's like a reverb on it, which it works so well with what he's doing. But me I would never do that. I would I wouldn't even know how to make that work. It sounded great.
0: Yeah, dude. It's really fucking and after keeping up with him throughout basically his whole career, I mean, he's been super like he's been right there at the forefront of modern rock and roll music since we were growing up. Yeah, is uh,
1: my favorite project he's been in. Rack and sure.
0: Tours? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Ah. Uh, the so Rack Tours the new one that they put out, Rackin' Tours, man, was sick a couple years ago, bro.
1: I don't think I heard that one. Should... I didn't even know the other
0: one. You'll have to check it out, man. I'm pretty sure they put out a new album or at least a song that I heard.
1: Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, that was one of my favorite bands that uh, that I think they just did the one album, right?
0: Yeah, they just had the one. Uh they had like uh The Broken Boy Soldier and all those songs like that.
1: Um, what was your favorite song on this album?
0: Oh uh, man, it's hard to decide, bro. Honestly, I, I like it. like you said, the first three or four songs is kind of like one big movement, man. I really like all that, and then it kind of takes some twists and turns from there. But uh, yeah, I think just kind of the first couple songs are the, they're the more rocking kind of shit that I, that I would expect from Jack White before he starts getting more experimental throughout the album.
1: For sure. The first song reminded me of Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol. I don't know if you heard of that band.
0: Uh, I haven't really taken a deep dive into them, but I see them playing around a lot out there in Austin. Uh, I have to check them out more.
1: Yeah, when you hear it, you're like, "Oh shit, yep, that's just like that first song." It's just a way of like, you know, you you hit like two big notes, dun dun, and then like you say a line, and then dun dun. I don't know, that. I don't know what you even call that kind of structure, but they do that a lot in their music. When I heard that first song, I was like. Damn! Oh yeah. Right? I, I love that shit. I, I don't really do songs like that. Um, it's sort of that
0: garage yeah. rock, uh, loud, quiet, loud. Yeah. Sort of like post-grunge
1: kind mm-hmm. of shit. You, uh, my favorite song on here was that Fear of Daylight, or it was like Escophobia song oh, or whatever. Yeah. But that just, that was another one with the use of like effects and just how it started. It, it just... There's something about it that I just—I remember that so clearly in my head, the way it sounds. Um, and then it goes into that next song where it's like "Into the Twilight."
0: Into the Twilight.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So catchy, man. I love that shit.
0: He uh just married the 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 girl in his band. I forget what her name is. Oh, no,
1: sorry.
0: Yeah, they they got they were married on stage at the concert at one of their shows recently.
1: She's the one singing that "Into the Twilight" song.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she's been with a part of his band ever since he struck out as a solo artist. And he's had he's been traveling with those two different bands, you know. Uh, they call them the Buzzards and the Peacocks. So
1: uh, you saw Jack White play recently? Is that what
0: you said? No, I'm going uh, May 28th. This month, at the end of the month, I'm taking my son. And uh, me and Dan and my son are going to go watch him. Nice. I've never seen him before. I'm super stoked about it.
1: I know he's playing in Austin at some point. I just got to look that up because um, I was thinking about going – I don't know. He's the one person I never saw. I had a chance to see the White Stripes, and I guess he got sick or something, and the, and the tour got canceled. Oh, he plays at the end of this month. <laughs> so, shit, I may just go.
0: Yeah, I think he's probably hitting there and then coming out this way. Uh, yeah, dude, it's right in the middle of some shows we got going on. Fucking, We're doing the Warlong. They're coming down here. Oh, yeah. They're headed to Heavy Psych Sounds Fest in um, San Francisco, I believe. And uh, that was yeah, dude. And then so we're doing two dates with them. Headed out that way, one here, and then headed to Oceanside to jam with Sabbath, Buddy Sabbath. And then, nice. uh, and then the Jack White show is the day after that. We did get offered a show in Apple Valley, California, that that day, but had to had to say no, man, because. Going to uh, take my... Yeah, dude. And then, Yeah, man. What's going that, on that, with uh, your band, bro?
1: Well, right now, we're getting ready for Desert Fest. So, you know, the thing that I do is I really do a psychology breakdown on, like, what kind of people go to this festival? What do they want to hear? You know, and I like to, like, bounce that back and forth with the band and be like, okay, we don't want to just be... The same old stoner sounds, right? When we get on stage and we play, we we want the, the first note we fucking play. People are gonna turn and look and be like, "What the fuck? I need to go see this because it's not sounding like everything else." So we're just—I'm just, just kind of hyper analyzing and being like critical of the set lists and like the sounds we're gonna put out there. But we're basically playing the first album, but just doing some twists and turns to it. Um, we just got a new drummer. A new, new drummer. And uh, he's really helping me fuck with the timing of stuff, especially like making things like really stonery. Um, so we've got that down. And I'm excited, man. Because uh, that's step one is just like get through Desert Fest. And then after that, we're, we're slowing down a little bit because we're getting, we have our studio booked in July. So it's going to be crunch time as soon as we get back. And man, this Desert Fest thing is like, such a pain in the fucking ass, man. Like it is, I'm going so fucking much out of pocket to do this thing, but I feel like I can't say no, right? I'm just thinking about it. You're going to a vacation in New York City, so who cares if you're going two thousand dollars out of pocket, right? Yeah, make it happen. So,
0: are you guys going to try to play up to it?
1: Or- uh, no, it, that didn't end up lining up for us. Um, the original person who got us on the festival, who I'm not going to put in any names. supposed to have a tour book around it and completely dropped the ball. But uh flights up there weren't that expensive. They were like three hundred dollars round trip and we could bring two items with us. So you know we're able to bring a guitar or a pedal board. So you know it's all good that that worked out for us. And then we ended up getting an Airbnb that was just like a ten minute walk from the venue. So we're gonna be up there for four days. Um uh we were thinking about doing the tour man but I just I, in my mind, it is not a smart move as a business to go on a tour right now if you're not uh, supporting somebody who is worth the shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just kind of no name bands going out there, you're making $100 a night. That ain't, that's not enough. That is not enough. You know, every, every show you're going negative it, gases to get to each city is probably $150 plus your hotel, plus your food, you know? So I think that's why we decided not to do the tour as well, because we're going to book it on our own. But, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? How's has it been driving from city to city?
0: Yeah, gas is a motherfucker right now. There ain't no other way to put it. Uh, we drove down to Bisbee. It was about a three-and-a-half-hour drive. It was fucking probably about a hundred like you said about 150 dollars of gas and then we drove down there and we made a hundred (laughs) bucks you know what i mean so uh that's such as life as a rock and roller uh yeah we're talking about you know we're booked up until next month and then we're gonna start doing all the recording and good stuff too and then talking about routing some stuff in october september october and just focus on markets that are closer together you know like texas over there You got a bunch of cities that are pretty, you know, fairly close together. Uh, And then shoot up to, like, we want to hit, like, Oregon and go to Portland and shit like that because we've never been up that way. Maybe do some Northern California stuff and over in Oregon. But we're talking about breaking it down into, like, four-day weekends and then hitting, like, uh, two back-to-back, you know what I mean? So we'll have, like, eight shows, and then we'll do that again in, like, six weeks or something
1: yeah no that's smart man i mean there are cities that have like a monday or tuesday night thing but it's pretty fucking rare
0: <laughs> yeah yeah even sunday shows are hit or miss But i feel like thursday friday saturday are pretty good
1: yeah, yeah. i remember we did that show with y'all on seventh bloody seventh it was like on a wednesday at the Poorhouse, and because it was like dollar beer night or something it was just like it was a great crowd
0: yeah man so. people turned up did you see John Manley out there? Did you know? Do you know John? From, yeah, I know John. Yeah, uh, bro, we're trying to set some up with his band. They fucking rock, bro. They're like Jimi Hendrix kind of like blues jamming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
1: trips me out because, like, first of all, he's a, in my mind, he's a fucking pro skater. He's one of the best skaters like I see out there. Like he's so fucking goddamn good. And then I remember one time I booked him for a show in Corpus at the uh, Tango Tea Room.
0: Yeah. Did I lose you?
1: My fucking mind. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know you played guitar. The guy is so talented. And when I saw that he was in a full like, power trio, I was like, fuck yeah. It makes yeah. so much sense, man.
0: Yeah, dude. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to going out there and, and seeing Buddy and seeing the ocean, man. It's fucking, I'm mm-hmm. about due, you know, to hit the beach. Um, Same, man. You said you got a new drummer already, bro. What's up?
1: Uh, Well, man, this is the thing that I'm realizing, and I just, I'm just. This is for me. It's just fact. Musicians all have mental illnesses, (laughs) and um, more. I mean, everybody has mental illnesses, but more than fucking anyone else. Yeah. uh, For multiple reasons, like, and it's just it sucks that if you get a member in your band, there's no not much of an interview process. You know, the last like replacement drummer that we got. Uh, He showed up and somebody like bowed for him, and I was like, okay, cool. He came in, knocked it out. It's like, all right, you're in the band. But I didn't do much more than, you know, that. Now I'm like, hey, let's have a drink, let's have a conversation, let's see if we can hang out. Hey, let's go bar hop, you know. And then we'll we'll try to jam. So I did that first with this drummer, and it just like it worked, it clicked, and like the guy just that's what he wants to do. But um, I just. You know, a lot came out when we were on the road and we went to that Bisbee show that I realized I do not want to be in a vehicle with this fucking guy ever. Wow. And, uh, you know, and that's that's how you learn, too. Yeah. Like, you got to go on the road. And if you cannot be. And, you know, for me, I can pretty much let a lot of shit slide. But when other people are pulling me to the side and be like, hey, dude, this sucks. Um, what the fuck is up with this guy? I'm
2: like, huh? I don't
1: know. I'll I'll figure it out when we get back. So we had to get rid of that drummer and the new guy. He's from Philly. He's like been on a like in a bunch of bands, some heavy psych bands. He's toured Italy, Spain. He's done the European tours. He has the gear, and this is all he wants to do. He was like, I moved to Austin from Philly, and I want to be in a fucking band. And I like your fucking music, and let's do it. He's like, this is all I want to do. I want to drum. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. That's exactly what I want to fucking hear. Somebody who's like, I want to beat a band. And that's it. And that's my life. So,
0: That's awesome, man. Sounds like you got a, a solid drummer now, dude, with the right attitude. Yeah, I think you need a bit more of an interview process than like, hey, what's your favorite Black Sabbath album? <laughs> yeah. so, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. you get me gonna, just
1: like... like References kind of it's weird to do that with a band, but sometimes you gotta ask. Hey, let me let me talk to another band, Bennett. You know, you know, but nobody's gonna let you do that because if you're not in a band, usually when you leave a band, you kind of leave a sour note. Like nobody really leaves a band. You know, yeah, uh, something goes wrong, you get kicked out, or you leave the band for some reason, but. Mm I don't know. I'm just realizing the kind of mental illness thing is like serious, man. I mean, even for me, I'm not saying I'm fucking perfect, right? I I try to be like as easy to work with as possible. But musicians, man, they go through so much bullshit. It's so fucking hard to get three people to learn set and get on stage. It just drives me crazy. I don't like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People think. Like, what the fuck do they think happens when you see a band on fucking stage? Like, they just magically are just gifted. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of fucking work, dude.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then if the personalities don't mesh up, dude, no matter how good you guys are, I mean, it's not going to work. I heard, I heard from, like, everybody, Zach Wild, all these, like, pro level guys talk about how if the hangs ain't right then it's not gonna work out that's almost like 50 percent of the job is just being able to hang out (laughs) you know what i mean did i lose you sure you there john yeah yeah can you hear me so there's
1: a little glitch so you got the new Uh, drummer
0: now and you're trying to go into the studio in july man that's a lot of work to get done
1: Yeah, I know. We got to relearn all these songs. But what's cool with this guy is like, uh, he's real big on the logic files because that's how I write a lot of songs. And he was like, look, if you give me the logic file and I can see the structure, I can start working on that shit at home so we don't waste any time in the studio. And we're like, oh play part two again you know the part two before the the solo but before the second solo in the middle of the verse you know Mm. he's like if you get that logic file down most of the ideas there he's like that's the best way to do it so uh easy drummer three is about to come out i don't know if you fuck around with any of those drum programs but i use a logic drummer to make my beats but i've been i'm about to get easy drummer um to really start putting a lot that's why it's like fuck yeah I got my own fucking studio now in this new house I'm gonna be putting a lot of time into getting these fucking logic files down and like having the album basically written before we even go into the studio I think I can do it July's three months away I'll be good if I, if I dedicate one day a week to just perfecting and getting that fucking logic file down you know everybody's on the same page and everybody can do some rehearsing at home you know
0: are you still trying to go to Sonic Ranch
1: yeah for sure Um, that's yeah. If, if if, like a hundred percent, I want to fucking record in that studio. That's one of the best. I want to be isolated for a week and just do it. Um, but we'll see, you know, I, I think we'll be ready by, by July. And for me, I don't like, I think if you think too far into the future, it is anxiety and I don't want to, I just, I like to put a deadline and be like, be ready by that day. Okay this was we're talking about jack white here right jack white's philosophy is we go in the studio on this day and we record and when we get out that's what we sounded like on that day and that's the fucking album and that's it and for me i'm like okay this is what we're gonna sound like this week you know so yeah i feel like you gotta have a deadline or ain't gonna fucking happen
0: no absolutely and i think that uh you're good at meeting those deadlines and then uh probably a good judge of whether or not you're ready by that deadline if you're not you just got to regroup and fucking hit it again
1: i think we're ready as long as you have your look okay do you do any demoing before you go into the studio or do you guys kind of have like a voice recording version of it you know what i mean of your song
0: What we do a lot of when we're writing new material is we'll record it like on the phone, like or a video of it, and then we just kind of trade that video back and forth. We use a lot of unlisted YouTube links, man. YouTube's a great way to share shit because you can hide it, Uh, yeah. And so only the people that got the link can listen to it. So I just we'll get a good video of our new stuff. Put it up as an unlisted video, share that back and forth, and then it kind of grows from there. Or we'll be tighter the next time we come around because we're all listening to it. Uh, Before, like, I had my guys like immediately available. I used to demo a lot of shit in the bedroom, but now I feel like it's really time consuming, and I don't really want to do it unless I have to. You know, if I got Angel right here, you know, within a decent amount of time. You know, say, hey, we got some new stuff. Let's try this out. Here's my idea. And then so I find that to be much more efficient. But if I have to, I will demo some shit out in the bedroom, you know?
1: Yeah, see, I think I fucked up on the last album because I didn't have, like, my vocal melody lines perfected or my guitar solos perfected. So what I'm doing on this next album is – Uh, you know the logic demos are gonna be there and it's basically the same song like i don't know if you got too much into mac demarco but uh he'll release an album and then he'll release after like a few months later the demos of it and it's the same fucking album just bedroom recordings you know multi-tracked yeah uh, i like that stuff a lot better it's like oh shit raw in the room i like this you know you can see he he tracked the solo over he tracked the vocals over so i want to do that to kind of push it back and forth with the producer and be like all right you know let's talk about which song flows here there i want to do less experimenting in the studio you know what i mean
0: oh yeah i mean uh it's always fun to be in the studio experimenting but you got to be efficient in there because time is money when you're in there
1: Especially Sonic grants, man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, uh, what? Uh, Desert Fest is coming up in like a week, huh?
1: Yeah, in like two weeks, we leave. Uh, oh yeah, so we have rehearsal today and then Wednesday, and then our drummer he uh, he still has to pick up a bunch of shit from Philly because he just moved here. So uh, he's gonna he's actually gonna drive to Desert Fest and pick up all the last of his stuff after the show. So he'll be leaving like next Monday, and then we fly out on third. It is a fucking week for now. I mean, not a week, but yeah, like
0: it's happening soon. Yeah.
1: yeah, we'll be good. Um, and then it's crazy, man. People have been sharing our music that a lot. I don't, I can't say the name yet, but a really big like Texas country dude who's like really into rock and roll is like really digging the band, and and they're getting us a show at like a really fucking legendary venue here in Texas. Um. Can't say the names because nothing's in the books yet. But I have a feeling we're probably going to end up doing a tour at some point. So, um, you know, I I want it's weird, man. I want to take a fucking step off the fucking gas and work on writing, but there are some opportunities you cannot fucking pass up. And, uh, you know, one thing about Texas and rock and roll and country, like that's the majority of the people that are going to shows, I think, are going to the fucking Texas country shit and rap. So, you know, if you can get an audience from there, like, that's that's a lot of money.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Hell, yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear more about that. And uh, we're going to end this podcast right now. I'm going to end this recording, but stay on the line, John, because I want to uh, I want to tell you about some shit.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Dude, awesome. Dude, hey, always good to
0: hear. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show, bro. And they can follow you at Holy Dead Trio, right?
1: Yep, Holy oh. Dead Trio. Especially TikTok. That's where I'm going to be putting some, a lot of emphasis on there in the next few weeks.
0: Right on, brother. Well, I appreciate it, man. And we're going to play some of your music right now. That was Holy Death Trio with their song White Betty off of their debut album Introducing, which dropped earlier this year. I got a sick, sweet, well, I guess it's been the last year now, huh? Anyway, I got a sweet, sweet blue splattered vinyl um, of that copy from Ripple Music. So if you're not familiar with that band, definitely check them out. Uh, we're gonna play some tunes for you guys, man. Change it up today, and <clears throat> we're gonna end it with a few songs. But first, I want to let you guys know May 26th, Thursday, at the Nile Underground, we got Lucifer, Secrets of Lost Empires, Who Do I Kill, Warlong, out of Houston, Texas, they're on uh, Heavy Psych Sounds Records. And Solar Haze from Southern California. They are on Metal Assault Records. That is Solar Haze, Warlong, Who Do I Kill, Lucifer, and Secrets of Lost Empires. That is a stacked bill for a Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. And I know you guys like to get down on Thursday. Don't act like you don't want to be there. <laughs> Don't give me that shit where you're like, it's Thursday, I still got to be at work in the morning. I didn't stop you last week when you are doing ketamine off the koala changing station in the Target bathroom, did it? Anyways, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We're going to close this out with a couple of war-long tunes. This one is the scorpion in the sand. Let's get it.
3: Hey there, Tommy. What's the long face? I, I don't know why I feel the way I do. I'm just not happy, Doc. Like, I don't feel right. Oh, I think you have anxiety, Tommy. You know, I know exactly what you need. I'm going to go ahead and write you a prescription for a record player and some sweet new records at Glory or Death Records. That'll get you back on your feet again, and right as rain in no time. Glory or Death has all the best bands Moss Generator, Red Wizard, Love Gang, Red Witch Johnny. It'll get you feeling peachy keen again. They even have an insane double album tribute to Finn Lizzy featuring High on Fire, Mothership, Duel, Worshipper, and tons more. <laughs> wow, we! Oh, that sure is keen. Side effects may include extreme giddiness, bloodshot eyes, random cravings, forgetfulness, bleeding of the ears, confusion, nausea, constipation, diarrhea, depression, anxiety, alcoholism, ulcers, or Death.